What up, trailblazing fam? Welcome to the Gobi Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Gentile, and thank you for tuning into another episode. I love that y'all are tapping into this community. It's really comforting to know that there are just so many beautiful unicorns out there busting out of the stable. And for those of you who are new, welcome. I'm really pumped you're here and joining this wild family of trailblazing millennials just breaking the rules confidently claiming their truth and sharing stories as a reminder of what is possible when you step outside of the box. So y'all today, I'm super excited to chat about making a pivot. Sometimes we just outgrow, outlast, and no longer serve where we are or what we are doing. So just keep that in mind. This can be living in a specific place or having a certain type of career or job, or even letting go of a relationship friendship, partnership, whatever. It's such a critical action step in living a life you love. So just remember the pivot. We are never stuck. It may not need to be like completely burn everything down, torch it, fuck it, I'm walking away. But a simple pivot away from and towards is all we need to get back on track and in better alignment. So I think embracing this perspective about change tends to be less overwhelming It is still vulnerable, challenging, terrifying, empowering, centering, grounding, and everything else that comes with letting go. But I think when we shift this perspective about pivoting, it becomes more in our control. So being able to make that space is key to welcoming something more aligned and better serving for the person you're becoming. That's not only my mantra in life experience. um, Obviously, you know that because you've been here. But it's also what built Sweat Remix and what we encourage people in our community to do. Choose your truth. So today's guest, Jen Bieri, is so on brand with all of that. A soul sister from Canada, my friends. She definitely serves as a hard testimony to claim your truth, make space, and choose your future on your terms. Jen is a passionate chartered accountant, which by U.S. terms is a CPA, a professional coach, and energy healer. After spending over 10 years in the corporate world and as a global tech leader in finance and business operations, she quit that high paying position last year, moved out of Toronto and went hard nurturing a lifestyle that she fully chose. Being 33, no kids and in a 10 year relationship with zero intentions of getting married. And she's going full throttle on her business move with Jen. So Move With Jen, a wellness platform to empower people to own their energy and become the CEO of their own life through intuitive coaching, yoga, and energy healing practices. Move With Jen is a powerful global community that provides tools for driven empaths to unleash their power and live a happier, more impactful life. So y'all, let's dive in and unleash some power. Welcome, Jen! Woo! What an intro. Thanks so much, Angie. So excited to be here with you. And thanks everyone who's listening to this right now. You are so very welcome. Um, I'm really happy you're here, boo. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm so happy too. I'm so honored yeah. to be here. I feel like we're right. Like soul sisters, very different, but like yeah. that, <laughs> that, that path of like what we believe in that mission of like releasing, letting go, staying in alignment and like moving out the shit. Yes. Is super important. I'm really happy that we're going to talk a little bit about it today. Me too. So yeah, I think um, let's just start with like leaving that corporate job. 
I think that's an important conversation to have because by the checks in the boxes of what we should have, right? You go to college, you got this like bomb ass six figure job, you're working in corporate America, fucking stock options, like the whole thing. And you're like, "Mm -mm, this ain't it. So let's just kind of start there on like what that that journey was like for you and like what it took for you to kind of quit that lead up to quitting. Yeah. So I remember it it happened in November. So it was November of 20. Let me think what year we're in. I think it was 2021. So (laughs) I love that. You're like, what day is it? What year? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, where are we? What? Um, And so I just, I remember the specific moment in November where I was, I was at my job and I remember just having this moment. I was like right on the, I was right ready to get promoted. This was like everything I had worked my entire fucking career for. And I remember just looking at my life and being like, my life is actually falling apart. Like I've checked every box that, you know, society tells us I should have checked. I was making six figures plus plus salary. I, you know, tons of earning potential, you know, it like, Um, you know, I'm in a, I guess at that point, probably what, like an eight year relationship. So I'm in a long-term relationship, you know, I live downtown in a condo that we own, you know, so it's like all the things that you think you're supposed to be doing, but like on the inside, when I was looking at that, I'm like, Dave and I were in a good place. We were like the most miserable we had been in a very long time. I was looking at our house, like the condo we had built together. And like, it did not feel like a home. It felt like we were stuck in jail, like in a box. And then when I was looking at my job, I'm like, I don't even want to get up in the morning. Like, how am I supposed to be a leader for this organization when like, I can't even get out of bed. Like, what is happening? Like, who is this person? And like, is this like, you know, and I was like, this was what, I guess a year and a half ago, 18 months ago. And so it's like, you know, I was just looking and I'm like, this, there has to be more to life than this because I've checked every fucking box. I did everything everybody told me to do. And I am miserable. Girl, thank you for saying that. Cause that's it. We get involved in these, these shoulds and what was laid out for us. And we've just like, it's like, we take an interpretation of life that someone gave to us and we didn't ask the questions because we didn't know what we should have been asking at that mm-hmm. time. And we're just like, I don't know, like, I guess, I, I guess this is what people want from me. Totally. You know? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And it, and it's killing me. Yeah. And I think what's hard about this too is, is, is one thing that's been really interesting for me to unpack is we also get so attached to those identities. So mm. like, I remember, you know, even though I was miserable, I love telling people like, I'm a global finance and business operations leader in tech, you know, and I live in Toronto, you know, and, you know, and I'm in like a long-term relationship. Like I loved saying those things because, you know, you would see people light up like, oh my God, look at that status. Like, oh my God, she's got it all figured out, you know, but then when you're looking on the inside of that person and it's like, I am breaking on the inside. So, Mm -hmm. you know, here we think that status, we think that these things are going to actually make us happy, but it doesn't. Yeah. I think that's an interesting point too. When people ask you like, Oh, what do you do? And it's immediately followed by like a job description. And I know being in Boston with like a million colleges, people are like, where'd you go to school? Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's in this asking, and it, it might even be like benign and just part of this like cultural 
regurgitation that we're doing, but it's also, I think, a way for people to, to, to compartmentalize you and decide how much respect they're going to give you and put you on a hierarchy of like where they are in comparison to. And that can be really toxic, even if that's unconscious, you know, yes. even if it's unconscious. Yeah. Because we don't realize like how much like hoity toitiness we attach <laughs> to like, Hey, I went to Harvard business school or I went to MIT, you know, like there's a certain, you know, there's a certain thing with that. And like, you know, and, and I know that because like, that's how I felt. Like what I would say, I worked in tech as a global mm-hmm. leader, you know, I'm a chartered accountant. Like these are all buzzwords that I've learned over the years, make people go, oh, she must know what she's talking about, you know? But when I started telling people, hey, I have a yoga business, they're like, oh, how's your side hustle? Yeah. How's your, how's your little business? How's your little 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 business? How's your little business? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have all of these things, right? And you're throwing out the words and you're like status, status, status. Jen's putting her dick on the table, metaphorically speaking, you know, and, and we're doing that and we're hoping, I think sometimes maybe I'm wrong. Like it'll feel better. The more you say it, the more external validation that you're getting, you're like, I'll eventually make it wherever that like metaphorical apex is right. I'll make it there. And then then I'll be stoked. Then I'll be happy. And then everything will fall into place and I'll like find joy. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I think we do this to ourselves, like not even just with status, but like with everything, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I need to do X and then I'll be happy. Maybe I need to do this thing and then I'll be happy. And then, you know, when you reach that thing, then it's like, oh no, you know what? That wasn't it actually. Let let me try this other thing. Cause of that for sure, it's going to be what makes me happy. Yeah, because all we have is this moment, right? Like if we can't find joy in what we're doing now, like, yo, you gotta gotta come out of that, reframe it and pivot. So now, yes. so now you're in this place where you're like, I'm assuming maybe ready to explode. I don't know how that was happening for you, but what was the what was the thing? I know sometimes there's a, there's a thing or maybe a series of things where you're like, nope, and then you're just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, probably the best place to start would be, so just so a few months before that, six, seven months before that moment in November, uh, the company sold. And so the company I was working for, I had started with them. Uh, they were 40 people when I started. It was like 400 plus by the time I left. And I put my heart and soul into that company. Like it had a fucking piece of me, that company. Mm-hmm. And so when they sold, it felt like a piece of me was leaving too. Like it was like, I just put all of this and this wasn't even my decision, right? To to obviously have the company sold. And so it was like, whoa, I just worked so fucking hard for this thing. And and it it almost felt like it didn't matter because Mm -hmm. it was sold and it was gone. So that was kind of like the beginning is what I would call it of like, okay, I know something's coming. I just don't know what yet. And so, you know, sometimes you just keep hoping you're like, maybe it's going to change, you know, maybe something else is going to pivot. Like maybe it'll be different. And then did you try to talk yourself out of like, it's not a big deal. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Cause like in a way it is a little bit of a a betrayal, especially when you're that emotional empathic person who puts a lot in, it can feel like a betrayal. And you're like, you sold the company, but I thought, you know what I'm saying? hundred percent. And there was totally that period. Right. And there's also this like this this dichotomy that goes on where you're like, well, like I'm I'm like a, a, a leader of the company. Like I need to be able to show up. Like I can't be this emotionally attached to this thing. 
I shouldn't be, you know, like I need to show up as the leader and like, you know, this is business. This is just what happens, you know? And then there's like the real part of me that's like, yo, this fucking sucks. Like what just happened? Like I am grieving Mm -hmm. this, this of what's happening right now, you know, like this, like all of this is changing on me. And like, and I'm not really, really ready to just like give up and accept the fact that it's changing. Mm, so you were in that, like, res- like the, I can do it. Like, let me like buckle down and hunker down and just get through this. So you're powering through for six yes. months. Totally. So then I come to and- this moment in November and I knew it. So what happened was, you know, so I was in a role where there's like, the processes have changed like crazy. I remember this moment where like, I looked at this email and I think there had to been like 70 people on the email. And I remember just thinking like, I can't do this. Like I, I fundamentally just do not believe in, in like what the path forward is. And I'm like, I accept the path forward, but I can't get on board with it. And so that was the moment for me where it was like, okay, fuck, what am I going to do? Because like, I know I, I'm, I know I'm not doing this, but I also know that I do not ever want to work for someone else again, because I'm like, if I get this attached and this emotional to companies or, and I've done this everywhere I've worked, then I'm like, then I want it to be mine. Mm-hmm. I want me to be in the decision seat of being able to choose when I'm selling the company, when I'm not selling the company, when I'm growing the company because of that attachment. Like I want to be in control of that. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, when you're giving that much, imagine just putting that towards your own self and what you'd be able to create for you instead of somebody else. Like there's real agency and real power in that. I also just want to just back up for a second because Mm -hmm. I think it's important to know when there is a mismatch of, of values and you're feeling that immediately and you're, or six months, and I say six months is not a long period of time. Like, especially as someone who stayed in a shitty ass toxic situation for seven years, um, six months is like yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair <laughs> so I think sitting in that and you're like, wait a second, this isn't right. And then they're showing you how they're moving, what they're doing. And you're like, that doesn't align with me. And I mm-hmm. think it's so like admirable and commendable that you were like, that doesn't work hard line. And you're like, I'm done because I think a lot of people, myself included might continue to go down that path and, and like have make it work. Tim Gunn, make it work moments of, I can do this. Oh, I hate that they're doing this. I can try and change it, or I can try and accept it, even mm-hmm. though it fundamentally harms me, mm-hmm. you know? Because- so and you know what? I think part of it sometimes too is that we we fundamentally believe that we can change it. Yes. And so I think sometimes it becomes it becomes very hard because you know I think all of us are aware that like to change change is hard. And so sometimes I think it's really hard to differentiate between like is this change actually happening and and like you know is it worth the effort that it's going to take to move this forward or is there such a misalignment? that like my effort is like going inches, you know, like it's really mm-hmm. not moving the needle at all. Yeah. And I think it can be really hard to, to know where you're at there. Yeah. I think it's a great internal introspective question to ask. Like, is, is my efforts actually costing me more energy than what it's giving and what I'm getting back, you know? So just important yeah. conversations, if you know, we're listening and being like, huh, 
this sounds like something I'm experiencing in my company or in my job right now. And I feel exhausted because I fucking hate it. So just yeah. ask yourself these kinds of things, you know, have a deep, yeah. hard conversation. So you quit. So this is it, right? So you had this conversation. You're like, nope, I don't fucking want to do it anymore. And you pivot. And did you like, did everything kind of like dominoes happen one right after another? You like quit the job, sold the condo. Cause you kind of live out in the woods now. Yeah. 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 Oh my okay. God. So yeah. So none of that was intentional in all honesty. So, so if we come back to this November timeline, that was when the decision was made in my head. So I'm like, yep. okay, this is it. I need to find my way out. But it was also like, you know, it, it was hard to just up and quit because it was like, you know, I have a mortgage to pay. I have bills to pay. I'm like, I need to figure out. And also like, it would be one thing if I was by myself, but I'm also right. with my partner. Right. So it's like, okay, how do we make sure that he feels whole with me leaving this, you know, a career that like really we built together over 10 years. Right. So it's like, he invested tons of time supporting me through this, this, this adventure. And so it was like, you know, we had to sit down and figure out like, okay, so what are the parameters here? What do we need to make this happen? And so once we kind of figured that out, then it was like, okay, so now I was like, okay, I know how much money I need to make to make this work to, mm -hmm. for me to just say, okay, I'm out. And so for me, the next step was, okay, how, what am I going to do? So what is going to be this thing that helps bring in a little bit of money while I continue building this business out? And so for me, this is where I started talking to a lot of people. So like one of the options was actually staying part-time at the company, which I didn't do because I knew it would have killed me, but you know, it was an option. <laughs> no, I think, but again, that's like, you knew you're like, those are like golden handcuffs that keep you attached mm -hmm. in places that don't work. And when you're like, but the money, you know what? Mm -hmm money comes and money goes. And like, what if you decided to put more, all of that energy that we were talking about towards move with Jen towards finding clients, towards your business, towards what fuels e you, you know? Exactly. And this is it. This is exactly it. You hit it everywhere. So, you know, and, and so this is it. So it was like the cost was just far, far too high. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so I had a couple other opportunities that I could have done, but honestly, the best one ended up being helping my dad with his business. So, you know, my dad's 70, he's kind of getting older, you know, he's, he's trying to figure out kind of how to work a little bit less because the guy's a maniac. He works like a million hours a week. And so, and, and also like him and I kind of wanted to rebuild our relationship too. So that was part of it. And so there is that a divine lot of timing, that divine timing, you know? Oh my gosh, tell me about it. And so that kind of came up. And so I, I was really hesitant, but I was like, you know what? I'm like, this checks a lot of boxes for me. So I'm like, you know what? What's the worst that can happen? And so once I kind of had that comfort of like, okay, I know I'm doing this. That was when I was like, okay, also I wanted to get my bonus. That was the other part. And so <laughs> yeah, girl, take that bonus. That's it. Yeah. You earned that. <laughs> yeah. So I waited until that money was in my bank account. And that day I, I resigned. Oh, I um, love that. You're like one, you like refresh on like your bank account, Chase Bank, refresh, refresh. And then you're like, and send it, motherfucker. Exactly. Because <laughs> I did not want to take the chance that they're, that I would, I would quit. And then they'd be like, oh, well, you weren't here for bonus payday. So sorry, you don't get that. Yeah. I would have like made sure and just like, tr like transferred it to another account just to make sure like that's mine. You can't take that back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And so once that happened, and then we kind of calmed down from that, um, then it was like, then, then the things just kept like kept, kept hitting. And so then the next thing was that, you know, I was working from home, I was teaching from home, because I was teaching yoga, 
ever, and then, you know, we, I think the COVID rules are still fairly strict at the time too, because mm-hmm. uh, we were in Toronto and things were kind of crazy in Canada. And so, you know, just, I hated being in my place. It just like, it felt like a jail to me. And, you know, and, and the other thing was, is Dave and I were fucking miserable. Like mm-hmm. he was so stressed. I was so stressed. We weren't nice to each other anymore. Like we weren't like, and him and I, you know, we've been together a really long time. And like, you know, him and I, one of the things I love about us is we're always laughing and supporting each other and having fun together. And we weren't doing that. Like we were so disconnected from each other. And for the first time in the entire time we've been together, I was literally like, I don't know if we're going to make it. Mm -hmm. And so like, that was a really scary moment for me. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. Um, Because because like you know like you you you're building this life with someone and then you're just like holy crap like how did we be how did we get so far apart and luckily actually my dad in this scenario was the knight in shining armor because he saw all of this happening and so my dad was like you know you need to get out of the condo you need to figure out how, how, like what you what you want to do and we're like we don't but we don't know like do we stay in toronto because we love toronto or do we move out of the city because we've also recognized that like it doesn't fit our lifestyle anymore so we're like we don't know what to do and so it was so crazy because we applied to rent three houses in Toronto because we were going to just sell sell the condo move into a house cuz like toronto houses are really expensive that's why we were going to rent it. And we were like A++ people to rent. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them fucking denied. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I truly believe in signs from the universe. And to me, this was like a big sign of like, you need to get out of Toronto. Like, this is not the place for you anymore. Yeah. And so like how we got the house was fucking unreal. So basically, David seen this house. He fell in love with it. It was near. So my dad has a business out of the city. And the other perk of this is my brother also lives around here, which we'll get into that. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so what, what happened was um, Dave saw this house. He fell in love with the house. But when we looked at it, it was too expensive. It, it was just yeah. we wouldn't have been able to make it work. And so as we were like kind of figuring stuff out or whatever, we were, you know, exploring other options and seeing. And then all of a sudden they, 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 they reduced the price on the house. Oh, fun. Yeah. And it was like right in budget, like right, like right at the top, mind you. But like <laughs> but in, in budget the- nonetheless. Yeah. And so it was so crazy because I was supposed to fly. Well, I did. I, I flew, I was flying to New York Friday morning, Thursday night, just as we moved out of the condo. I get a call from the realtor being like, if you want the house, you're going to have to come see it and make an offer on it now because we have another offer. And so I'm like, I don't know. We got to go. Yeah. And so, and I'm, and and so that's what we did. We just jumped in the car. We drove to the house. My dad happened to be like nearby. And so we're looking at the house and I just see Dave and Dave's eyes are like all wide and doughy. And he's just like (laughs) in love with this house. And I'm like looking at my dad, like, I don't like, how are we going to, I don't know, you know? And then we just, Yeah. yeah. And then we took a leap of faith. We, we loved the house so much. It was like, it was near my brother, it was near my dad and his business. And we were like, all right, universe, this let's is fucking it. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we ended up getting the house. It was wild. See, but that's, I think it's all like the divine timing of the world. And when you're paying attention and you're open and receptive to these changes yes. and you're listening, you're making these decisions that feel really aligned. And yeah. I think it's important to note too, leaving that place in Toronto, especially when you had 
such a, a hard chasm of, of no, this is done. I think that job, that, that apart, that condo represent a version of you that like we're done with, right? Yes, like all exactly. of that, that like shitty part of your relationship, that hard part of your relationship, that job, that person, that corporate lifestyle. We're just like, thank you so much. Love that journey for you. And we're just going to like lock it up and exactly put it away. Cause I mean, I lived in Boston for 15 years. And when I was like, I'm fucking done, yeah. I just, I sold everything. Like I have nothing. I sold everything. Wow. I was like, I don't want, I don't want any of it. When I start yeah, over like, again, just, I'll buy a yeah. new couch, new dishes, yeah. all of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And exactly. energy. You don't want the energy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So now that you're in this, this place, right? So we've pivoted from the job. We've pivoted from like city, hot, like fast paced lifestyle to like country. Like you're in like middle of nowhere, kind of. Oh my God, my totally middle. Oh yeah, 100% oh, <laughs> of nowhere, like by anyone's standards. But you have internet, so that's a win, I suppose, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know what? We were so lucky <laughs> because on our street, they actually were doing fiber optic internet right before we wow. moved in. So like, again, talk about divine timing. Yeah. Um. So you live like middle of nowhere, Canada. We love it. So that's yeah. a big, so pivot of the job, like, pivot this lifestyle girl I live in a city but it's like not a major city and I'm like this is too slow so I like get it so now we're focusing on that pivot of of move with Jen yeah and we're just like here we are I'm in my house in the woods and I'm doing my virtual business yeah. And so part of it too is, so I'm running the business. I'm also helping my dad with his business. And so this is where I feel like to me, this past year has been a lot of like me healing and me moving through stuff of like, what if? So it was like, right. well, what if I had become a, a normal yoga teacher? What would that have looked like? Recognize that, that didn't fit, you know, also, you know, so my brother, my brother has been struggling with a drug addiction for a very, very long time. And so part of me has always held this, this energy of like, oh my God, could I have been a better sister? Could I have yeah. done something different? You know, uh, you know, maybe I didn't show up the right way. Maybe I didn't have the skills, but maybe now that I have more skills and I have more tools, maybe this will help. You know, and I see my parents kind of going through this too. And, and it had put a big wrench in the relationships I have with my parents. And so for me, it was like, I, I, you know, family is something that I really value. But when I was looking at my life, like my family really wasn't in my life all that much. And right. so I wasn't okay with that. And so for me, when I moved out here, a big thing was like, okay, how can I make this work? Can I show up different? You know, and so a lot of the stuff over the summer was trying to see if I could help my brother get better. And could I help my dad run his business? Which the answers to both of those ended up being no and no. Correct. <laughs> a, a very which, powerful lesson. And I do think sometimes we deep down know the answer and we try it anyways for our own mm -hmm. peace of mind because that what if is is tough. That that it's part really of that tough. grieving that grieving process of like, well, I don't know this. What if it? What if it works? You know, yes, what if it works? Exactly. And there's a glimmer of hope of like, what if? What if this is the thing? You know, and yes. if you didn't try, it's better to have tried and and not have it worked out than constantly yeah. wonder and suffering and blaming. You and know, this is it. Is like I feel so 
whole. Like as you're speaking today, I feel so whole because I gave myself the chance to explore those things again. Like maybe I was too young to work for my dad when I did. And that was why it didn't work. No, it just didn't work because him and I don't work well together, you know? <laughs> and then it, yeah. and, and, you know, coming to my brother, it was like, you know, had I helped him before I did. And I tried again, even though I'm older now, even though I'm still the younger sister and it still didn't help because he wasn't open to receiving. He wasn't open to be helped. And those are such important lessons, I think, for us to recognize because we want to change people. You want them to be different. You want them to show up for you different, but we Mm -hmm. can't control anyone other than ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it's been, how do I radically accept that and find that within myself? And, and, And I know that I've done everything that I could so that I can sleep at night so that I can feel good about those decisions. Yeah. Thank you. So, I mean, that is just ooh, my heart, girl. Like it's just that, that moment of reckoning that you have with yourself. I think whether it's dealing with those situations with your brother and your family um, and, and wanting someone's behavior to change, whether that's like our family or even in our, our job, it's still the same underlying principle of being open to listening and being open to trusting yourself. And, and knowing yourself and setting those boundaries of like, I have done what I can do and it is time for me to one foot here and pivot again, you know, and that this whole concept of what we're doing is being allowed or allowing ourselves to be open to receive what's next, you know? Yeah. And I I think that that is incredibly, incredibly powerful and can be life-changing when you allow yourself to be open. So yeah. how would you, how would you tell people to be a little bit more open? Cause sometimes that resistance is what stops us from making the pivot in the first place. Oh my gosh. The resistance is always what stops us from making the pivot in the first place. I would say to be open, I would say, start talking about it. That I think is the most powerful is because the more that we can be in community with people, the more that we can start seeing that actually, Hey, maybe I'm not as alone as I thought I would be, you know, or Um, or, or just sometimes people give you that beacon of hope where like, you know, you know, when you're going to talk to someone and tell them something that, you know, you think that they're going to take the wrong way, or they're going to say something and then they shock you. And they're like, you're amazing. You could totally do that. And you're like, what, what? (laughs) Well, we love, we love a good storytelling situation. We love Mm -hmm. a good dress rehearsing of a tragedy. And we love to replay that story in our head as like prep work for like not feeling pain as much, Mm -hmm. right. To mitigate, mitigate pain. But it just goes to like being as open as you possibly can, because you do not know nor have control over how someone will respond to anything that you do. It doesn't matter. All you can do is say, well, is this, does this feel right for me in this moment? Exactly. And you go with that. you know, totally. And I, I really love what you just said about it being a moment because Sometimes you make a decision, and this is the other thing that helped me, was knowing that it could be temporary if I wanted it to be. So I could quit this high-paying job and do this whole eat, pray, love thing, and then go right back if I wanted, right? So like, so if I did all that and still I was still miserable and I realized, oh my gosh, I wanted to be back, I could. 
you know, yeah. and I bet, I bet everybody who's listening, who feels stuck in their situation, you know, if they wanted to make a pivot, you could, and you could go back and there is nothing wrong with that. Yep. No. I, yeah. Claps and snaps right now. Of course. <laughs> We're never stuck in one direction or the other. No. Never. We're always just a series of choices and decisions and opportunities that we can take or not. And we just are constantly moving. You know, that's right. We can either move in some cycle, we can move in a linear fashion, we can move in an upward trajectory, whatever. But bodies in motion, we're cells, we're energy, we're always vibrating, you know. Mm -hmm. So we're moving, our energy is moving. It's just deciding how we want it, like what path we want to take that, you know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, right. We like a little spiritual shit in here today. Um, Mm -hmm. so tell me a little bit how we got, I do, I do want to, I don't, I want to be mindful of our time, but tell me a little bit of how all of this has now transformed what you're doing with move with Jen, because this is the pivot now, right? We've we've left the job. We've left the place. We've like shifted relationships with family. We've shifted narratives and we're like full throttle into this business. So how has all of this like shown up with move with Jen? Yeah. So really it's shifted in, in, uh, in the way that I, the way that I run the business for sure, but also just in what the business is. And so what the business really is for me now is, and for, you know, the people in my community is it's, it's about being able to own your energy. It's being able to be that CEO of your life. It's being able to use the energetics to help, help you find grind, uh, gr- not grinding, <laughs> help you find grounding and calmness. And also to find alignment so that you can feel more confident so that when someone says, hey, how's that little side hustle of yours going? And you can stand back up and you can say, actually, my business is doing really fucking good. Thank you for asking. And not want to punch them in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe you want to punch them, but like you can stand in that energy of holding that space. And Mm -hmm. I think that there is so much power when we can own our stories and we can own who we are and who we want to be and be able to, to stand in that because nobody can make us feel a certain way unless we allow it. And so to me, it's really about getting grounded in who we want to be, taking some time and space to take a step back and then fucking going for it anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? No one has the power to take away your truth. No one has the power to make you feel some type of way about yourself. No one has the power to judge or shame if you are not allowing that to be infiltrated into your energy. So like this is boss shit right here is to feel grounded, to stand on your own two feet, to know exactly who the fuck you are and be unrelentless. And I hate the word unapologetic. I feel like I got to do a whole separate podcast about this. Like, <laughs> right. Like when people I like, love I'm to hear that, apologetically, by the way. what'd you say? I said, I really want to hear that one. <laughs> yeah, because, like what, when people are like, oh, you're, you're unapologetic, unapologetically you, it's assuming that I have some shit to be apologizing for. I'm not sorry for shit. I'm not sorry for fucking anything. I'm not unapologetically anything. I am just very confidently this period. Yeah, I'm just me period, 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 full stop, new page. That's it. Yes. Love <laughs> it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh my gosh. And this is why you're you. And this is why this podcast is bomb. This is why we have these conversations and thank you because this is what we need to hear. You know, we're never stuck. Like you have permission to stand in your agency. You have permission to claim what works for you. You have permission to lead. I call it busting out of the stable. Got to bust out of the stable. If people want to be in the stable, amazing. Love that journey for you. Stay there. Stay the fuck there for as long as it feels right. 
And if it doesn't, you can leave. You can go on your walkabout voyage and you can go do other things. And if you want to come back, you can. You're never stuck by the limiting confines that somebody set up for you one day long ago. You know what I mean? Yes. hundred percent. I love that. I love everything you said. Well, thanks girl. Um, so before we wrap up, um, I want to do a little fun game called how millennial are you, where I'm going Mm -hmm. to ask you a series of really, you know, riveting, mind blowing questions. here. Okay. And you know, you'll get points and your prize will be in the mail. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Let's see how I do. <laughs> okay. They will, they will progressively get harder. Oh, let's see. Let's see how millennial I am. I'm excited. Okay. All right. Ready? Y'all buckle mm-hmm. up. Those listening, okay. see if you got it. All right. In the Spice Girls, who was Mel C better known as? Scary Spice. <laughs> That's Mel B. Oh, did you say Mel C? Dang, yeah. Sporty Spice, my bad. That's it. That's it. Oh, okay, good. See, so you're like, let me come correct. <laughs> yeah, know. exactly. Exactly. I'm like, I know that shit. I love the Spice Girls. So honestly, <laughs> right. it took me way too long to even come up with the Spice Girl name. So. <laughs> Two points. We'll give you one for Mel B and Mel C. Amazing. Yes. Okay. Before it sank into cinematic history, what city was Titanic traveling to? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I think the I think I'm, I want to say they're going to the U.S., but honestly, I don't remember. Final answer? <laughs> we don't know. Final answer? No idea. It was close. New York. Yeah, they were traveling. Oh, I should have just guessed. I should have guessed. Right? Because like that was supposed to New York. <laughs> yeah, that was like it back in like nineteen whatever nineteen nineteen nineteen. I think that's what. It, yeah. All right. Last question. This also has a bonus. This has a bonus to it. Okay. I'm ready. What instrument did President Bill Clinton famously play on the Arsenio Hall show in 1992? I don't think I'm a millennial anymore. I have no idea. I don't know. Trumpet? (laughs) Close. It is brass. Saxophone. He played the saxophone. Damn. Um, the bonus question is, what song did he play? Throw something out oh, there. You might get it. Beethoven? Correct. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, Heartbreak Hotel. I didn't oh, even know that. Yeah. Thank you, Trivia really Game. Cool, you I like that? <laughs> that was really good. That was you can really get good. your millennial card. Yeah. You can get it back. <laughs> you can oh, totally okay, get good. it back. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm a millennial. I'm sweating yes, a little over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, this is I hope this is the most challenging thing you do all day today. So um, all right, girls. So let's just wrap up a little bit about where people can find you, how they get involved with Move with Jen, and anything you want to share about what you got going on. Yeah. So probably the best place to go is Instagram. I post there daily. I'm always in the stories. It's probably the place I'm the most active. I'm also on Facebook and stuff. I've got a website, movewithgen.com and come to my community coffee chat. It's every Thursday, 2.30 PM. It's 45 minutes. And it's a great place to just come hang out with good people, learn about personal growth a little bit, and it's totally free. So I love that. I didn't know that you were doing that. I'm going to come through. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You should totally come. I'm totally coming. Good. I'll see you guys there. Um, All right. So final pieces of advice to anybody who is experiencing 
like that reckoning and that rumbling moment of like having to make a pivot? What kind of advice would you give to them as a, as a final word of advice here? Parting words. Yeah. so, So the first thing that I would say is it gets really fucking dark before it gets bright again. So if you're in that period of a feeling really fucking dark, actually celebrate that because it means something really amazing is going to come after, even if it doesn't feel like that. And the other thing, the other two things of advice I would have is trust, trust in whether it's the universe, God, like some higher power, whatever it is that you believe, trust that something has your back. And that even if you can't see how the pieces are going to come together, and even if you have no idea how it's going to fall, just trust that it's going to work out and trust that it's moving in that direction. And the third thing I would say is lean on your community. And this is probably the hardest one. This for me was the hardest one because I have a very big thing with trust. I don't really trust most people in all honesty. Um, And so learning to just let people help you, let people support you, let people in, and it doesn't come easy and it doesn't have to be easy practice it, come back to it every single day. When someone says they're going to do something for you, say, thank you. Don't say no. When someone says (laughs) and offers to buy you a coffee, say yes. You know, just, just, just open yourself up more in little ways. And you'll be so shocked at how that comes back tenfold. Oh my God. Mic drop girl. Mic drop. Yeah. Being open to that to giving and receiving help is really key. And you can find that community with either of us. So if anything we said today or both of us, you're like, I need that. We have a very supportive group of community people of very supportive community of people. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, (laughs) you do. Yeah. Who are here to help you and just to guide you without judgment and just a place for you, a soft place for you to land. So um, please know that you're not alone. And Jen, my friend, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. I absolutely love being here with y'all. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this end and Ange, thanks so much for having me here. You're welcome. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon and go be epic. Oh yeah, baby, we made it. Thank you so much for listening. You can find all the information on today's guest in the episode show notes. So be sure to give them some love. Please follow, like, rate, and review this podcast wherever you are listening. Your support means so much and it helps the folks like you find our tribe of trailblazing badass unicorns. Don't forget to join our free text community. Just text the word sweat remix to 855-534-2890 and you are in. Get your weekly doses of inspo and motivation to live your truth. And for more information on how you can join the Sweat Remix movement community, visit sweatremix.com. Thank you so much. And remember, go be epic.